Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's happening? Hey guys, uh, Wells is here. That's Wells. Yeah, not coming through with as much energy as Jeff is. Whoops. Uh, I'm yeah, uh, you're all kinds of pumped up today. You know, I had a good night's sleep. Oh, that's so important because I got none of that. Oh, well. I was up until like four o'clock this morning for no reason. Yay. I just I was going to do one of those things where I'm like, yeah, usually I, I turn on a movie and like, especially if I want to get some good sleep. I turn on a movie that I've seen a bunch of times. I can't even remember what I turned on last night. If that tells you anything. Wow. Yeah. I was out. No, I, I use that move quite a bit. Like The Office, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Like any of those things will put me to sleep like that. Yes. And meanwhile, I can't sleep with anything on and I don't understand how anybody can. I get it. So, I mean, things have changed since the invention of a smartphone, at least for me. Yeah. Like, I don't watch it on a TV. I just, on my smartphone, I flip the screen upside down. It's literally just the volume. Still, though, like, I've, you know, dated people that, like, had the smartphone and, like, listened to something through their headphones at night because they knew it would would bother me. I can't listen to anything. I want the sound of a ceiling fan and quiet. Occasionally, one of my dogs can snore, and I'm okay with that. But other than that, like, you fucking snored. (laughs) What I find for me is that without there, there's a section of my brain that if it doesn't stay engaged, it will keep me awake. Yep. And so by turning on something on the TV, especially something I've seen a bunch, it satisfies that portion of my brain that wants to have something, but it isn't really paying attention. Like I have made the mistake of I'll start watching this new movie that I don't think is going to be terribly interesting. Yeah, I stay up with the whole thing. I have to be real careful because otherwise then it's like one thirty. I'm like, well, guess I'll start the next one. <laughs> yeah. You know, believe it or not, the first or the last time I should say I did that was The Departed. I thought I would not be interested in that movie. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's that's false. Yeah. So, I, so that was a lie. I've tried doing yeah. that, too. Like, I'm going to watch it for a little while and then I'm going to get really sleepy and I'm going to just want to go to bed. And then I stayed up and watched the whole thing yeah. with The Departed. Like, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, like a two and a half, three hour movie to begin with. But yeah, hey, I'm going to start this at midnight. It'll be cool. I'll just watch 30 minutes of it. I'll I'll get until he goes to prison and and call it a night. No. Meanwhile, I could turn on any Star Wars movie and not make it through the opening scroll. Like that's how bad it gets. I have fallen asleep to Marvel movies before the intro is done. Lord of the Rings does that to me. Which, I mean, to be fair, the opening to Marvel movies now is like... 23 minutes. Yeah, it is. That's true. Before you it's get a lot credits. of page flipping and yeah. all of our other movies that we've had. But. So I guess welcome to Let's Help You Sleep. Here's what works welcome. for Jeff. Here's what's worked welcome for welcome to the Welcome to the ASMR. Oh, oh I know what works that. for me to put me to sleep, but it's not going to be watching TV. <laughs> and there's that. He hey. was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> So we've uh, talked about pay-to-play <laughs> stuff before. Pay-to-play. So that's the thing where uh, a, a distributor especially will give uh, monetary incentives to a bar or other uh, alcoholic beverage establishment in order to get preferential treatment and primarily to, to get taps. Correct. And so it's unfair because the smaller independent breweries don't play this game. They don't have that kind of money. And their tap handles are getting taken off in lieu of these others. And typically, are, it's probably one of the bigger houses, like an ABM Bev house, yep. or Miller Coors house. We, we've seen a couple stories where people gotten busted for this. Uh, Northeast couple. Two, there's been like two stories on the Northeast. Yeah, Boston. What's, what's going on now, Josh? So in Miami, Miami's Eagle Brands has now settled a $1.5 million settlement over the alleged pay-to-play, and they are a ABM Bev house. Oh, wow. So... Um, 
$1.5 million, which uh, number one feels like a slap on the wrist. Probably is. And one that I'm sure AB probably said, just just send us an expense report. We'll pay that. Um, and did, did they did they get, like, I want to say the one up in, like, Boston or whatever, they were, like, forbidden to do anything for, like, six months or something like that. Was there anything like that, or is it just a money fine? It's just a money fine, at least as of right now. Uh, the alleged allegations started from 2015 all the way up until April 30th of 2018, so very recently. Uh, going on for quite a while, and basically a lot of this stuff was coming from credit card payments or banquet events or sampling so they were doing all kinds of of nasty things to try to slide this one in so they got busted and they were clearly trying to do a lot of different off the books type things so it wasn't obvious what was going on which it makes me wonder how often i mean like we all kind of assume that it happens everywhere all the time but I just wonder at what point more of this starts getting cracked down on. I, I, I don't know. That's a very good question. Uh, and this one is what really kind of shocked me about this article in particular. The brand itself, or the TTB itself, I should say, says that the $1.5 million is the largest payment they have ever actually received or accepted on something like this, which I felt like the one up in Boston was larger, but... Could have been just state. Yeah. Yeah, this was both. That one was local. That's true, and that's very true. So, but this is one point five million dollars to the TTB for you pulling your shenanigans. <sighs> but here's the thing: it's you get popped for it, and it's one point five million. But the benefits to this likely outweighed the risks. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, I, I don't know how we have no way of knowing, right? Like, no, no idea how much they actually made by. Whatever they did, it is a slap on the wrist. Like, you know, it felt like a bigger deal up in, I think, Boston because they were, they had to like step off for a while and they couldn't sell anything for like 30 days or some nonsense like that. Well, that was one of their options. They could like lose their license for 30 days or they could pay a gigantic fine to the state. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to take the state because, or the fine because it's just worth it. Well, yeah. and, and I guess maybe something to think about too, you know, so you go to your, your local restaurant or bar or wherever it is you like to hang out. And one day you go in and there's all of these Anheuser-Busch taps. You may not recognize it right away because, you know, Goose Island. Golden Road, Wicked Golden, Weed. Yeah. All these. Oh, wow. They got space dust. I've heard good things about Elysian. Yeah. yeah. It's all AB InBev. And if it's a pay-to-play scenario, now this proprietor of this establishment is interested in carrying this kind of beer because they've gotten a good deal. Yep. Just because this company got fined at $1.5 million, do you really think they're going to stop? No. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Well, and, and not only that, but <clears throat> this article even goes on to continue to say that the funding the TTB has gotten to actually try to chase some of this activity down is going to be dropping this year, this calendar year of 2019. So they're, they're not even going to have enough funding levels to actively chase down a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So that's great. And, and Wells, you know, obviously I know you can't speak 100% to this, but anybody that listens to this show, this shit is going on in your market. 100%. Okay. 100%. And it's not just the big boys that are doing it, to be honest. Like there are a lot of independently distributed craft breweries that, that do little uh, violations. I mean, there is one that pops up. I see one or two 
ALE violations. That's just North Carolina alcohol laws. Yeah. But I see one or two ALE violations a week. Wow. Just wow. Charlotte. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Damn. Like, I remember the, the, the deal where the, uh, <clears throat> the bottle... And it's in the public. It's in public. Like, I'm not going to... Sp- Say where or or no, how I've seen but, it, but right. Well, but like I remember the story or or the the issue a year or so ago, and there was a bottle shop, and they had a bunch of like super quote unquote fresh New England IPAs that they had brought down from whatever, and they were trying to sell them out of the bottle shop, which was kind of a a wrong deal. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. All right, um, kind of like what's speaking of laws. Yeah, so there's this whole next thing up, and I'll be honest with you, I saw this and I, and I checked out. So you're uh, fine. You're t- fine. Tell me what's going on here, Josh. Well, so Texas is another one of those weird beer law states. We we love to talk beer law on the show because there's so many different states that have so many crazy different beer laws. Georgia just recently kind of moved out of the Stone Age for theirs for the longest time. If you wanted to buy anything from a tap room in Georgia, you were fucked. Good luck. Well, you couldn't. Yeah, there, you there, couldn't. There weren't tap rooms to buy from. You yeah. couldn't consume on premise. And so right now, the state of Texas and then their their version of the Craft Brewers Alliance or whatever they're calling it in Texas, they're fighting between themselves because there's a, a bill that is going out that would allow a brewery in Texas to do the same thing to the uh, basically to operate a tap room out of their own production brewery. So the Beer Alliance of Texas that had originally written this letter um, is a trade association that represents beer distributors in Texas. Yes. So they had written an open letter saying like, oh, we believe that special carve outs like this, you know, should not exist to benefit one industry over another. So what this article is, is just a, a Beautiful edit job, if yes. you ask me. I mean, Red I feel like- pen all over the place and footnotes and addendums and... Yeah, explaining where they were wrong and what they said. And- exactly. So when you when you take this piece with like, oh, this thing kind of stinks of just distributor, and then you run it through, you know, an, a craft beer editor's pen. And I would this say this actually comes, comes yeah. from the craft pack of Texas, which is... Very similar to a lot of the same yep. organizations. They're all state level. They're independent breweries that have all decided to get together to try to help bullshit laws like this. Which is what absolutely frustrates me because if a distributor works with, or a distributor system works with a craft, you know, the producers, everybody everybody wins. So here right. you're having the producers, like two of the three tiers of the system, like f- bickering fighting over well we have the same thing in the state right now still i mean we see this all over the place where you know the the independent small brewery guys are like look this is we need this to be able to be a successful business and the distributors are like nah dog you're good you don't need to do that you're gonna have an unfair advantage because now all of a sudden people can go directly to you jeff instead of me having to go to you know i don't know texas law if it's a liquor store if i can just buy this stuff at a bottle whatever the case is but I mean, the opening sentence, for example, I'm, I'm not going to read the entire thing because, you know, they can check out our website and, and yes. read the link there. But the Beer Alliance of Texas is opposed to allowing craft brewers the ability to operate unregulated bars and convenience stores. So the edits to this are the Beer Alliance of Texas is opposed to allowing craft brewers the ability to operate highly regulated on the federal, state and local level instead of unregulated uh, tap rooms instead of bars and convenience stores. I mean, it's. Let's just call it what it is. Quit, yeah. Quit trying to scare people. Yeah. Un, unregulated, 
uh, bars and convenience stores. No, it's highly regulated tap rooms. Yeah. Which I mean, this was could, a ton of fun and get my, my English major background like this is beautiful to me. I mean, could you imagine just let's pretend for a second that in Charlotte we had no tap rooms. Could you imagine how hurt that would make a lot of these breweries like there wouldn't be half the breweries that we have if there weren't tap rooms, period. Well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Which then you turn around and you stop and think about the state of Texas. That's a fucking huge state. There is a lot of people in Texas. And a, yep. And there's not a lot of craft beer that comes out of Texas. And you wonder why. Well, I mean, there's Shiner. But <laughs> other than that. But, I mean, you stop and think about it. Like, what was the last big Texas brewery you heard of? It was one that got sold to AB. I mean, Shiner's huge. Right. But I know. I mean, I'm talking craft beer wise. Like, it was one that got sold to AB. And it was one that I hadn't heard of. Right. Exactly. So. And they wonder why they have a problem in the state. I wonder why. Oh, distributors could make so much money if they would pull their heads out of their 20th century asses. But why change something that has made us lots of money over the years? It's very true. I mean, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. So speaking of dumb beer laws, Nebraska, good old Nebraska. They are looking at proposing some crazy new taxes on beer and wine and spirits and all the other fun stuff. How bad is it? It's super bad. So beer right now, it is currently taxed at 31 cents per gallon. This is the excise tax, by the way, for the state. And it is now being proposed to go up to $1.38, a 345% increase. That's about as bad as property taxes in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. That's nobody cares but Josh. Yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah. Cares. It goes without saying that an increase of $16 on a keg of beer isn't helping the brewing industry in Nebraska. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And, yeah. And that that adds up. $16 for a keg of beer might not sound like a whole bunch once, but look at it from a bar standpoint. I mean, this is going to drastically affect consumer purchasing power in, in that state. Yeah, 345%. Oh, that's nothing. Look at the wine produced by a farm winery currently at $0.09 cents a gallon yeah. in proposed increase to $2.62. That's a 2,811% increase. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah. I don't I don't know how many like, you know, farm wineries there are in Nebraska, but don't look for there to be any more if this goes through yeah, no and shit. look for there to be definitely some less. <laughs> Which yeah. farm winery pissed off the legislation? Yeah. I would like to know. So if you do live in the state of Nebraska and you listen to the show and maybe you did not know about this, then reach out to your legislator. Let them know what the hell, like, no, this is not cool. Yeah, and it's kind of the, the, the roaming uh, overarching thing that we have. You know, we talk about beer library once in a while it can get kind of dense and it can, you know, like what's in it for me and whatever. But a lot of times we share these stories because like it's, it is, if you're interested in beer, it can get really interesting. Like some of the differences in the States and what they yeah. can and can't do, especially if you travel. And then, you know, there's always that kind of like fear and certainty and doubt of, Oh man, they did that in Texas. What are they trying to pull that crap here? Well, I mean, I'll never forget you going to Prairie 
and getting some of these bomb beers, and then you can't fucking leave with them. <clears throat> I, they yeah. open them all right in front of you. Yeah, you're uh, like, no! That wasn't what I wanted you to do at I, all. I, I had all these great things on tap, and I asked if they had any bottles, because, you know, in Charlotte, that's a thing that you would do. What do you have packaged that I could take with me? you have any bottles? Like, I'd really... They're like, oh, yeah, we've got uh, barrel-aged Bible Belt. And I'm like, that would be fantastic. Yes, I would love please. to put that on the show. I do this podcast, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, would you like one of those? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the girl goes and grabs it out, opens it up, and I'm like... What did you just do? Huh. <laughs> well, well, that was interesting. <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, know, I'm going to drink this beer. Don't you get me wrong, but right. like, my my heart hurts a little bit. But right like now. the only thing that you could carry out, you know, and so uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right, is where Prairie is. Yep. The only thing you could carry out was it couldn't be any higher than five percent. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, cool. Do what? Do what now? I, I was just at Divine Barrel earlier today, and I could got a crowler of their ten percent braggot. Okay, cool. But like 5%, that's way too much for y'all in Tulsa. Yeah. You might blow over or something. Yeah, who knows? They're all you're, still you're, upset you're about... really pokey on the beers, by the way. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> he goes from, like, he goes way, from like, way too fast boom, and Boom, 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 boom. To like, dude, we're yeah. like almost done with the news. You guys can't even keep up. And then suddenly it's like... Yeah. Uh, I never heard me complain. Driving. Yeah, you usually don't. Ball gag does wonders. <laughs> but, but yeah, like... Like we said, if you if you womp, listen womp, 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 womp. and you are in the state of the Nebraska, maybe we're not aware of these changes. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, that's um, I just it's a lot of money, and it you know, and it's it's one of those things you probably don't realize it, and th- but then all of a sudden your costs creep up. Yeah, and then suddenly you're paying twenty dollars for a four pack. Sounds <laughs> like of what now? I mean, that's that's probably going to increase beer. Six percent beer. Come on now. I mean that's that's probably going to increase the cost of beer, fifty cents a pint, at least. So you go out. I mean that that's going to add up. Yeah, really quick, really quick. Hey Jeff, what is a old Natty Light? What are they doing? <laughs> so, real quick thought experiment for for you guys here, and then everybody listening. We'll, I'll, I'll leave a pause here just for a second. What do you associate Natty Light with? College drinking, am I right? Yep. That or rednecks hunting, but mostly college drinking. NASCAR, or, because it is what the, probably the cheapest beer you can get. Yeah, PBR was at least no, in my time. not anymore. But like, uh, in my time, yeah. But like, yeah, <clears throat> in my college days, dollars for alcohol, Natty Light was the king. And now, they would like to help you get some student loan relief. Yeah, I read this and I immediately <clears throat> went and talked to the wife, going. You need to do this. <laughs> I don't care if you don't drink it. So, so th- I guess the idea is that they're trying to be like uh, viral and social and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, Natty Light, like you don't really like. I stay in your lane isn't the right term here, but it's you know like you guys have a thing. Just just stick with that. Yeah. Um, basically, you make a video. If they like it enough, you can get some money. Yeah. You, you like, can win either you know, you ten think- or was it seventy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 10 or 40, 40, 40. There we go. 70 people will win either 10 or $40,000 depending on how well their video scores. I mean, that's no what joke. No the hell. And again, for college students. Yeah. So, well, not hey only- guys, make a commercial for us. Yeah. We're going to pay you 
it's going to be cheaper than we would have paid for a regular commercial. Yeah, it'd be cheaper than going to an ad agency. They get a lot of publicity, and they get to solidify themselves as the college beer of choice. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's like Dr. Pepper like, doing all I'm not all even this. mad at them. I'm just like, ah, damn it. That's I mean, it's like Dr. Pepper doing all those stupid halftime things that they do to pay people's tuition and everything else. And yep. You're a stupid halftime show. You're a stupid halftime show. <laughs> halftime stupid show. Is- I mean, the one thing, I, I guess the one huge caveat I'll throw out here, if anybody is listening to this and thinks that's a grand idea, look at how much they take out on taxes first. See if it's worth your time and effort. Yeah, okay. So I'm not going to go to the time and effort because, you know, $6,000 is not worth my time. If you're that much what of about a social... 40000 If you're that much of a social media influencer, Josh, then by all means... Do not participate. <laughs> okay, fair. Enough. I, I will go and I will follow you on the TikTok, and and we you know we'll see what you're up to, and you know we'll we'll watch your uh, clothes changing bits, and we'll see how you do with those challenges. <sighs> he's like he doesn't even he's he's done. He's like I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Whatever. I know what TikTok is. I feel hip enough. <sighs> There's two of us in this room that know TikTok, and you don't stop. To the. All right. Any other thoughts? We're ready for break. Oh, we're ready for break. All right. Let's do it. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy wells. How does that work? Uh, it's easy. We've been drinking beer throughout the show, and we're going to tell you what we think of them. Not a, not a partial, not a whatever. It's just do we like it or do we not? No half it's not credit, a half a star, not half a star, half thumb, a buy, thumbs up or thumbs down. Do we like it enough to buy it or not? Jeff, first beer up. First beer up. Uh, again, shout out to Clueless Brewer. Um, he's got some hookups at the Calusa, and, and uh, does he work there? Like. I'm starting to wonder. Nice. Nah, it's like a, he's got a relative that's that is somebody or something like that. Okay. He, he's not fancy. Don't get him. Don't get me wrong. Uh, okay, okay, he okay, just okay. he knows a guy, right? Gotcha. Um, any rate, um, this is a, a batch of beers that I guess he had picked up when they came out, and then like it took a while before he could get them to Ryan, and then it took a while for Ryan got them to Chris, and the Chris brought. It's this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a whole thing. It's like one of those family circus cartoons, you know. It's like he's with like eighty three thousand steps. This is what Davy did today. Wait, I don't know. It's been a long time. Davy, I don't one know. Wink says I looked at you. I don't know. Who's Was Davey? there a Davy? Davy and what? What are you talking about? Just fucking move on. What's Davey? we broke, Josh? Well, we broke him. I've... Soon it'll just be the two of us. Well, it might be. Thank you, City of Charlotte. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, at any rate, um, Clues sent us a bottle of Calusa's Spirit Mask, uh, one of their um, mixed fermentation, I guess, beers. It's a blended sour. Uh, blends a footer fermented Saison with amber and golden sour ale aged for up to two and a half years in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. This is delicious. Now, it is also the kind of beer that Josh does not going to like because it makes my uh, makes my jaw clench a little bit. 
It's a, it's a good jaw clinch. I like this a lot. It's a good jaw clinch. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a, I'm a I'm a big buy on this one. A lot of acid in this, but it's real good. Wells, it's that sweet tart kind of sour yes. that I really like. Where it's just a little bit of sweetness, but yeah, I I could I could mess with a couple of these. This yeah. is really nice. This is one of those that like he was like you can bring them on the show or you can just keep them for yourself, whatever. And I'm like oh, I'll bring them on the show. I'll share them with the guys. And I'm kind of like damn it, I wish I would have kept that for myself. Well, now I can't wait for Josh to fish about this. Yeah. All right, Josh is no buy. Next beer. No, I'm actually a big buy on this. What? Yes. <laughs> Do you have? Where's your record scratch? We need the record this, scratch. This so. is delicious. <laughs> Wrong. This hits all of the. Well, we, oh, no, 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 well you were dead right. The sweet tart thing is perfect, perfect, perfect no, example. We, of this. we have broken Josh. He no. is legit broke. This is a damn good beer. Talking about some person that we don't even know. You set a family circus or whatever, and there's like a. F- Who are you, and what have you done with Josh? There are like 500 million people in that cartoon. One of the kids goes off on his own all the time. I thought his name was Davey. My bad. Davey. Talk about Jeffrey. Jeffrey. There we go. See? Davy. I know there was an Jeffrey. EY there. Hanging Frank. <laughs> Lord. So, yes, anyways. I'm wow. A, I'm a I see. I can't. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, it's got that. It's not that jaw clinching to, no. the, to oh, the point but where. It, it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it'll make you pucker. Damn, it's good. It's damn good. All right. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, so, kind of going back to the last show and Wells and all of his uh, beer pickups. Um <laughs> We have a collaboration between Resident Culture. I know, is this a collab? Yeah, and uh, Casita Cerveceria. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a triple IPA because that's a thing. Yeah. But it is 9%. So at least, you know, if you're going to call it a triple, at least it's above 9%. Nah. Like, I, you're not going to call that? It's got to be above 11 for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was trying to give him a throw him a. Throw him a high five and some good vibes. But uh, yeah, uh, 9.2%. I mean, I to me, this is like double and a half. I don't know. It used to be like a double. You know, stone was always my measuring stick for doubles. And, you know, they'd be like 10 plus. Yeah. And anybody else that was like, oh, this is our double IPA and it's 7.8%. I'm like, the fuck it is? That's an IPA. Get out with that. Go on. Y'all crazy. 9.2%, triple IPA, resident culture. Casita Cerveceria. It's uh, made with wheat, pale, and oat malt. And then it's hopped with Simcoe, Citra, Strata, and Yukonot. Um, Oh, and good vibes only allowed within a six-foot radius of this can. I don't know if that's goodvibes.com. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. FYI. Don't look at that at work. I like this beer a lot. I can't believe... like. I asked Wells to pick me up a can and because, you know, I was like, oh, cool, you know, Simcoe and Citra. And I'm kind of expecting this like, yeah, kind of hit be your like, wheelhouse, like, like juicy, uh, like fruity hops. And but then like some like kind of like dank, like kind of dry your mouth out hops with the Simcoe. Um, this is everything I thought it would be. I really like this beer. I'm a big buy on this one. Wells, I mean, you take two of my favorite New England IPA makers in North Carolina, at least, and put them together on a beer. And I mean, the way collabs work for me, either they're greater than or less than this. Well, okay. There's three ways greater <laughs> than equal to or less than the sum of their parts. Right. But this is one of those, this is better than either one for of sure. them can do on its own. I, I'm really impressed. This has got some like really interesting, like cantaloupe, juicy mm-hmm. citrusy sweetness. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's a 
dangerous nine plus percenter. Yeah. Josh, where are you been? Yeah, now that you tell me this is nine, like holy shit. Uh-huh. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not tasting nine, I'm tasting six. And yeah, a half. yeah. This I is, mean it, it it honestly it drinks like any other New England IPA. It does. That's the scary part. Yeah, and whether it's a six percent New England or a seven point two percent double New England, which yeah. is I can't believe that's such a fucking thing. Triple's gonna be a yeah. Quadruple is when they see double digits. Holy cow! I can't imagine a quadruple IPA. Can you? Don't don't give them ideas. <laughs> so yeah, big pie for me. Next beer up. Next beer up. Um, thanks to my buddy Scott and Spokane for sending us uh, Fort George's Cavatica Stout. I'm, I'm gonna go with Cavatica. Yeah, that's um, look to me. You know, in, in a in a in a lineup of barrel aged sour, triple IPA, and a couple other like adjuncted in barreled beers. Um, this one could easily have gotten lost, but damn, this is a good stout. It is a super dry stout. Um, it is extremely roasty, and uh, like again, to me, it's, it's just very, very dry. Eight point eight percent doesn't drink like it. I, I like this beer. Um, I'm, I'm not going out of my way to get it. Of course, I mean, I'm not going to Astoria, Oregon, anytime soon. But, right. You know, uh, if if Scott sends me another one of these, I'm not going to be upset, wishing that it had been something else. So I, I'll I would buy this. Okay. Wells. Yeah, it's uh, super dry and super roasty and lighter bodied. I, I'm just not feeling this one. I I don't know. Just not feeling it. It's all good. Josh. Josh? Yeah, I'm right there with you. This was very roasty, very dry, very thin. Just didn't do a whole lot for me. So, What's the last time you drank just a regular stout? Like, I yeah, mean, I we, know, are, I we are like, like super a, jaded. Like and- a week ago? In the beer world that we're in, I mean, everything has got something in it. Yeah, it's adjuncted to hell, yep. or it's barrel aged, or it's both. Or yeah, but I don't think you can say this is a regular stout at eight point eight percent. Like, I don't know. And yet they do. It yeah. just seems a little. Uh, it's just an American stout. I mean, <laughs> they don't call it an imperial. It's just at eight point eight. It is. Is it though? Yes. You sure? Yes. Positive. Yes. Based on. Uh, BJCP guidelines? Maybe. Maybe. What does he know? He doesn't work in the industry or anything. He was fine with that triple IPA a minute ago. <laughs> next beer up. Uh, next beer up uh, from, uh, from from uh, I was going to say our buddy. My buddy, Jason. Hey, Josh has met him. Yeah. I think well. He's been on the show. It was that one time. He like reminded me that. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's been yeah. like... 12 years ago or something yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like keep sending us beer like this. He's going to be my buddy too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so, so Jason lives up in the Northwestern corner of Indiana. And uh, typically when you're up there, the, the big word is three fourths. Yes. And then uh, 18th street is also someone that has a little bit of buzz. And that's if you're staying kind of on the South of Chicago, like we're not talking about revolution or pipeworks or anything like that. But a, a brewery that, that's getting some run and actually has been doing some pretty neat things is this company called Microphone. Uh, Microphone. Mm-hmm. No idea what all is behind that. Um, I'd love to get up and talk to them. But they're, they're actually in Illinois, which is just right. I mean, not, it's not that far away. But uh, Jason sent us a bottle of the barrel-aged The Velvet Coffee Ground. A triple-infused coffee oatmeal stout ale. Um, it has tugboat coffee. Maybe that means something to you. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's an 11% stout. And, and I will tell you that 
Uh, one one of the things that kind of struck me as we were sampling this earlier is that it it had this like you know it's called the velvet coffee ground, but it had this kind of like velvety like coating quality, like it was getting in between my teeth and it was sticking to everything in my mouth. And I was not mad about it at all. Um, this is an excellent beer. I really like the coffee in this. It's really solid. It's really good. Um, and the barrel aging is is great. I, I would love, and I'm sure I could go on Untapped and find it, but I, I'd love to know more about this beer. Um, it's just really good. I'm a big buy. Wells? You're not wrong, The uh, especially about the aftertaste. That I'm getting coffee just up to a minute after yeah. I sip this thing. Uh, that's pretty persistent. Uh I, I would hate to see how this thing falls off, you know, but I, for right now, which is a good question. Um, there it's been, it's been, can't tell how many weeks, um, that I really can't tell. Any it tastes, of, it tastes damn reasonably fresh. This yeah. is, this is solid coffee. This is anyway, yeah. big fan. Uh, I've been looking to try and some of the microphone stuff and, and this shows me why it's so well, as it so happens, I'm uh, most likely making another trip up to the uh, Indiana Northwest. I also uh, DLD, a little dark Lord day. So a little dark Lord day uh, um, may, uh, I, I'm sure I will find my way into some microphone and plus beverages. 11% like this is, this is, this is as bad as some of the others. This is not drink like an 11%. Beer. Maybe we're just getting too uh, tolerant. Top, top, that's not the right word. Our tolerance is, is changed and yeah. it tastes as strong as it used to. Oh, yeah. It's like when I first started drinking just regular run-of-the-mill IPAs and Bell's Too Hard, it was like a bridge too far for me. And now it's... <laughs> oh, like, God, yes. And now it's, is it in yet? <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like fucking uh, Arrogant Bastard. Like, remember the first time you ever had that and you go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. No, but I remember the last time I had it. I remember having ruination going, I can't taste anything. It was like a whole day. I can't taste anything. Yeah. And then now it's just like, okay, I'll have another. And now it's like, I can't taste anything. <laughs> hey, oh, where are you, jo- in? Josh? Yeah, this is roasty AF. This is chewy AF. This is oatmeal. Is it mm. is all get out and it's coffee and it's just everything I have ever wanted out of a beer. Damn, this is good. Big buy. Final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, probably the one that I've uh, been looking forward to the most between this show and the last show. Well, and, and we knew about this beer when we were there. Yeah. So Divine Barrel, uh, we did a show with them not too long ago. Uh, we had one of their beers on um, two shows ago. Face planted into hops. Very well received. Um When they, they've not, have they been open a year? I don't think they've been open a year yet. Um, but they've had an Imperial Stout aging in bourbon barrels for a long time. 11 months. Yeah. Almost as long as they've been open. Well, you get your permits, you start brewing, you make beer, uh-huh. and then you open. So right. they brewed their first batch of beer, uh-huh. which is this, that they fermented and then put into bourbon barrels and haven't released and so, <clears throat> with the exception of one or two beers that I've had there that just maybe weren't my style or maybe had a little too much going on, I, I love I love what I have at Divine Barrel. It's good stuff. It's always really good. And I really wanted to see what they would do, number one, with an Imperial Stout, but then they said they were barrel aging it, and I'm just like, I'll be right back. I need, I, I've got another pair of pants, and I need to go change. It's a thing. Um, so they, they put out a bottle called Comfort in Darkness, 
a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Um, they use freshly emptied Heaven Hill barrels. Um, it's two Heaven Hill barrels in two shows. Breakfast in Heaven. Yeah. Last show. Wow. 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 What do you think? These are fresh barrels. There's a lot of bourbon in this beer, and I love every minute of it. Um, this is fantastic. I love this beer. I'm, I'm a big buy. Wells are, are I mean, because like it's it's all there. Like all the things that it says that it's trying to be, you know, it talks about um, decadently complex, roasted coffee, rich chocolate, oaky vanilla, touch of bourbon. I, I would say the, the only thing that they're lying about is the touch of bourbon thing, because I feel like there's more than just a touch of bourbon. It's not just a touch of gray. I mean, if if uh, if if that's what they consider a touch, I need to be careful not to be there um, when they're doing touch night. <laughs> that's not a thing they don't actually do that I'm making a joke touch night uh, this is great I love this beer Wells, Wells. I'm gonna buy yeah um, it's this beer has been a lot of fun I got a chance to try it before it was carved up and then after and now out of the bottle um, I am so thankful that I maxed out on my allotment on this so it's it's just a, a rock solid imperial stout it's their first bottle so already pretty impressed with this so far. I mean, for this being their first ever brew, like they brewed this. This was their oh, first yeah. brew in their system. Damn. Imagine what this is going to be like in a year. I mean, yeah. like it's it's only going to get better. And I'm sitting here really trying to struggle to figure out like what could go, what could be better on this. Mm. I mean, the coffee. It'll I, be fun. I, I, like, it'll, I barely. It'll like, be I, fun to watch this one for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, big buy. I uh, I picked up some myself and bought one for a buddy of mine and we were kind of debating whether we were going to split one and then share to the Super Bowl. And then I'm like, you know, Wells brought one for the show, so I didn't need one for the show. So how about I'll take one and you can have the other one. And he's like, yeah, but have you tried it? Do you know if it's any good? I'm like, look, I trust these guys. And now having this beer, I'm like, yeah, we made the right choice. <laughs> But that's what we, me and Wells think, Josh. What about you? All right. So I don't want to sound like the cynical asshole here. But you are. <laughs> but I kind of am. Um, you know, everything we've ever had from Divine Barrel has always been very fresh. It's been pulled right off the, uh, of, of a tap. It's been a crowler or it's been there at the brewery. Yep. And so you can always trust that. But then, like Wells had just mentioned, I knew this was going to be their first actual like packaged release. And I... Well, they've done cans before. Well, you know what I mean. Like... This was their first beer they brewed. We we knew all about this beer. We knew about it for a while, and I was just interested to see how it actually turned out. Mm-hmm. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times when I look at Divine Barrel, I'm looking at them for a lot of their IPAs, some of their fruited sours. That's typically where I look at them. Holy shit, this is fucking fantastic. This is amazing. They knocked it out of the park. And I'm not saying that I didn't trust them to do it, but at the same time, when... I know you for Zest Intentions. I know you oh, for right. Dave Zampa. I know you for Faceplanting the Hops. I don't think of you as somebody that's making stouts. And damn, Wait, this know, is good. Like, have you had the the collab they did with Noda? I probably have. Thick. Thick. No, it's that, okay. it's real good. The I've coffee on the one. coffee on it's nice. It's got some good coconut. I mean, it's look. It is a seven or eight percent stout. Seven. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's it's a what do you call it? A session stout. Yeah, session stout. <laughs> session I mean, bra. But strong, it, I mean, style. it's real good. And this is... Yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying that to disparage or bash on them in any way. It's just, I'm telling you what I think of them as a brewery. Most, yeah. For the most part, it's been 
all those beers that I mentioned. You've known them for their lighter, clearer beers. Yes. Um, but I mean, well, it's, but they're called Divine Barrel. Right. And now we're seeing what what they right. can do. Also, um, did they not win for... Uh, they, they won a GABF for one of their dark beers. Was it no, the Schwartz? It was their, it was their smoked lager, or their smoked beer. Rauch beer. Rauch beer, yes. Mm. Which is a... Or, uh, no... Yes, give, it, was a, it was their Roush, but technic, it, wasn't, technic, it wasn't a dark Roush. It was a light Roush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm, oh, crap. Yeah, Gavin's cursing me right now. Grotzker. Grotzer. Grotzer. No, Grotz. Grotzer? Uh, smoke beer, Polish style, lighter, SRM, uh, just Krudziski, whatever. Oh, the big Lebelski. <laughs> it's that one. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show, too. Oh, you well, it's like so, I know everything about it except the name. That's that's like I mean, it's the fine. big it's half of my interactions. Like I know everything about it except one thing. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. also Wells on a Saturday night. I know everything about you except your name. Except <laughs> your name. <laughs> what your insides look like? How old is she? God stop. So, Josh, <laughs> you're you're uh, you're a buy on this one. I'm a buy on this one. So, Wells, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? God, I'm surprised you're half still your age me talk plus tonight. seven. I'm good. <laughs> And we have a title. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so I tapped that of all the beers that we've been drinking that we uh, would buy. What is the one that we are putting on our home kegerator? Just- you know, it's, it's funny because we've been going through, like, the last two shows. That's probably probably the best two show run we've had in a hot minute. You've done a pretty decent job of, like, of the no, 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 don't, don't 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 put it all on me. Wells has brought a lot of this stuff. Well, see how much his I, name shows up, I, I, and then like like look seriously, like even honestly, it, it is. What, it is what all, I mean by that is that you build like a lot of people probably don't know. Jeff actually builds these lineups, and sometimes to, it works. Sometimes it works great, sometimes it, it and sometimes it's a terrible train wreck of. Why did you put this beer where you put it? Yeah. And I want to yell at you for it, but <laughs> why you, did you put this I don't blame you. you. I don't blame you at all. But but like other than the stuff that Wells brought, and he brought one, two, three, four, five of the last ten. So he's brought half of the beer of the last year. The other half has been all listener provided. Which is awesome. Which is totally awesome. And again So any know, listeners out there that want to send this beer so I can, you know, save money after my move, please reach out to us. Or if you have something and you've been listening to us long enough and you understand kind of what we like, what we don't like, or, I mean, like, honestly, we've had troll beer show up, <coughs> Chuck, and, yep. you know, like, that's a thing. If you send us beer and you say, hey, I'd love for you guys to try this and get your honest feedback because this is a local brewery and I really love it, we will give you honest feedback. Yes, we will. And it's not always pretty. No, it's not. And we've so. had some of the breweries reach out to us and be like, yo, eh. what up with that? Whatever. And we're like, well, I'm sorry, gonna- your beer just wanted to go ahead and... All right, so Jeff, we talked about I tap that. Jeff, what are you going to tap? Uh, I tap that. The beer I want to tap, it is the Divine Barrel. Um, I, love, I, I bought everything here. I like everything here. That microphone is a very good close second, but um, the barreling on this Divine is divine. It's a Divine Barrel. It's a Divine Barrel. I mean, like, no, no more apt name could be there other than it's a Divine Barrel. Very true. Wells, where you Wells? at, dude? Commit. Commit. While he's thinking about it, go to patreon.com slash crabbeercast. You can support us there if you don't want to send us beer. FYI. Or tell a friend. We like that too. Yeah, we do. And Wells is going to tell you what he's going to tap now. All right. (laughs) If I actually had to put this on tap at my house, 
Yes, that's that's the way I tap that works. I know. Well, sometimes I look at it as what's just like the best beer. Um, that's okay too. That's that's equally acceptable. I kind of start reaching for the microphone. And then I re- remember, oh yeah, coffee's probably going to drop out by the time I get around to finishing the last of this keg. So from a purely I logistical... I know you, and I know how fast you go through kegs of Big Bad Baptist. That's also not me and... and this also is a quarter barrel. Things are different now. So um, I'm going to go with that Divine Barrel Comfort in Darkness. I think that thing could stick around and be pretty bulletproof for as long as a keg would last me. Uh, it was between that, the microphone's so damn close... The high five, oh, whatever. This this was fucking tough. That's a great show. Yeah. Josh, what are you tapping? Oh, man. You're going to make me do this? I know. You're really going to make me Go do this? Breaker. He's doing the sour. Watch this. No, it was close, though. Uh-huh. It really was. And maybe it's the cab that's there. I don't know. But, man, that thing really worked for me, and I'm surprised. Because, yeah, I am the sour hater on the show. I am. You are. And, damn, that thing worked, but... Super good. Super good. No, it, it really is between the microphone or thingy hoopa trooper. Microphone. And, yeah, whatever. And that divine barrel, but I I I mean it, it's gotta go to divine barrel because I had hesitation, I'm not gonna lie. And damn did they knock this out of the park. What I love is that and I'll gush on Divine a little bit more here. I love that they have now for for the three of us especially, they've reached that pinnacle that there's about four breweries that I think we would all agree on. I don't care what they put out. I'm willing to try it. I trust them in whatever they do, which is crazy for a brewery that hasn't even been open a year. Yeah. They have not let me down yet. Yeah. And even the stuff that I'm just like, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm like, no, no, this is made really well. I just don't care for it. Yeah. It's made the style, just maybe not my style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a, you know, yeah. Like I, like I was talking about having the Braggot, and like I couldn't even really describe it. It was really interesting, but I'm just like, I don't know that I want a ton of this. But it's like super interesting, and they made it really well, but But Divine's in I mean that's they are they're quickly becoming my hot darling of Charlotte. Yeah, they're getting there. All right, end of the show. Let's go. Music's almost over. Crapbearcast.com, check us out. Go to at CBcast on the Twitters if you want to talk to us. Uh, contact crapbearcast.com via email. Wells at all the wells yep. on the Instagram and the Twits. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh at Josh CBC. You can find us, rate us, review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, see you next Thursday. Bam! <laughs> <laughs>